0: Welcome to the first edition of Plodcast, discover, experience and connect to the people and work of the Metropolitan Police Service in Kingston, Merton, Richmond and Wandsworth. Good afternoon, Claire. Hello, hello, hello. (laughs)
1: Hello, hello. Of course you would have to open up our first plod podcast with hello hello hello
0: of course i'm gonna i'm setting the standard <laughs> a hello 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 please comment if you know where that actual line comes from i would be very interested to find sure out there's
1: going to be a few people that are that will know where that um very successful um what is it is it a mini it's not mini series is it uh, what is it
0: yeah probably. Well, well, it's not mini series it's not a it's well, reality, it's reality,
1: show. Years. Yeah, reality, reality show, show yeah reality show
0: yeah well, here we are, Dan.
1: Mm-hmm. Our inaugural, I pronounced it right. Well done. Podcast.
0: Podcast, which you have named?
1: Inventively,
0: Plodcast. Plodcast, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah.
1: So from what I understand, we are the first in the Met to have a podcast. We
0: are the first in the Met to have a podcast, and uh-huh. we've decided to name it Plodcast. <laughs> yeah, and um, we well. have, the police have been on other Uh, people's podcasts, but this is the first one that's purely done by the Met here, Mm -hmm. and we are on the Southwest BCU, and the Southwest BCU uh, stands for Basic Command Unit, and it covers Merton, Richmond, Wandsworth, and Kingston.
1: Mm -hmm. It does, and um, the, I suppose, the show you're going to hear today is not what we usually will be doing. Correct, yeah. Yeah, we're going to talk a bit about, uh, I suppose, some sort of housekeeping in a way, um, frequency, when you, when you can hear us, how to contact us, um, what you would like to hear in the future.
0: Well, should we get that out of the way and Let's then, and then we'll crack on me. with who we are? Mm-hmm. Um, so like Dan has just said, this is the first podcast. It is just an introduction to what we hope will be a successful series. And the frequency, I'm going to say, is probably about once a month, depending mm-hmm. on our workflow because we are still police officers as our main roles. So therefore, we need to be able to make sure we can fit this in amongst that. This one is just going to be introductions about the frequency of the uh, podcast, a little bit about ourselves and what you expect, what you should expect to hear in the future, which will be things around um, crime prevention, um, current affairs that are going on within the uh, metropolitan police area, and just... Fly on the wall, talking about maybe whatever we like. It's our podcast; so we can do what we want,
1: driven by people that are listening. So, how, how can people contact us?
0: So, we have a. There are a couple of ways you can contact us. Please write feedback in the current um, stream that you are ever listening to. Please make a comment in that because we will keep an eye on those. But also, you can email us. And the way that the shows are driven in the future will be based on what the people that are listening say so if they want to hear something about Mm -hmm. how can i protect my um, house from being burgled we'll get somebody in to maybe speak about some crime prevention or locks and things like that um, around to online fraud cases and all things like that so it will be driven with the stuff that you want to hear so please uh, make your comments in the feedback but you can also email into us at um, swplodcast at met.police.uk so if you email us, we'll pick them up and we will tailor the uh, each edition around what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. So it's all by them.
1: And platforms, Claire, what platforms are we on? I know some of them are not that popular, but we've cast our net wide and far. It's, um, Claire's frantically looking this up. I know it's Spotify, Apple, Overcast. I think.
0: Yes. That's it. I don't
1: know anymore. Carry yeah. on.
0: So the uh, the platforms that you should be listening to uh, at the moment are Spotify, Apple Podcast, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcast, Overcast, which it isn't today, um, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public.
1: I must admit clear, I've not heard of half of those.
0: Well, but I'm hoping that some of the listeners who regularly use those channels <laughs> are listening to our podcast um, or via those channels. Good. So yeah, this is going to be the first one. Uh, we haven't uploaded it before. This is the first recording, uh, just to give us a taste of what people should expect. And so. this
1: is a working, we're at Twickenham Police Station today. This is a working police station. So if you hear sirens, we, you know, we're not getting raided. It's just the um, the response teams work out of here. So, um, and the, the office that we're using to record this is... In, it's is right next to the gate where the vehicles come screaming out of so um if you hear that then um, that's what it is
0: yeah okay wonderful so we should crack on with some intros Let's now we well, now we've done the um the housekeeping i think dan why don't you start first telling well, the listeners about yourself
1: hello i'm dan i feel like one of those you know those groups when you sort of start a new job and you have to stand up and introduce yourself <laughs> um yeah daniel dan um and a police officer here on the Southwest BCU, formerly at Scotland Yard, and even before that, at various stations around the Met, Westminster, mainly. Um, and this will be my, uh, and let me think, 16th, maybe 17th year um, in the job. Does that cover enough clear?
0: I think it does, yeah. And where, where's been the majority of your policing experience? De- definitely
1: Westminster. Um, I spent mm, maybe 12 years there. Okay. Which is a long time. To... Which is where we met. Yeah, we we met on response team. We did. Back in, what year was well, it?
0: Well, I was there, I started there in 2004.
1: 2004, so it been shortly 2006? Well, I transferred from a different borough. Um, When we used to have boroughs, now we sort of have clusters now, don't we? We do, yeah. Under the the new system. Um, So, yeah, it must have been probably 2005, I would say.
0: Okay. And Um, the majority of your work has been in policing, is in emergency response policing or frontline? um,
1: Definitely frontline. So it's been a combination of response teams, dipped my toe into safer neighbourhood, like neighbourhood policing. That really wasn't my thing. I I don't know. It just didn't resonate with me. Some people love it. I sort of tried it, and it just wasn't my thing, really. Mm -hmm. Um, CID. I worked in um, major crimes there, so I dealt with loads of complex um, frauds, sexual offences, things around protection, lots of um, harassment cases and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. And training, uh, street duties. So that is when new recruits leave their training facility and then they arrive on their um, elected borough and they they get, they get taken out onto the streets with experienced police officers. So I did that on and off for a couple of years as well, and that was that was good fun. Uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll always look back on those times as being some of the best times so far, definitely. Oh, okay. And now I find myself here in Twickenham, yeah. even though I live miles away, I still come here and. Do my bit.
0: Exactly, do our bit. Mm.
1: It's interesting because I knew that we were going to be speaking about this today and I can't really remember working with you on response teams.
0: I can remember a couple of shifts. I can't
1: remember anything. I can vaguely remember us being out in a van, probably yep. collecting somebody that's been arrested from a mm-hmm. shop or something. But I can't remember any sort of incidents apart from... Which I'm, I'm sure I'll talk about in the future. The famous um, sudden death.
0: The famous um, sudden death. Yeah, but even no, then you believe. wasn't with me. I, I joined you to, to bring someone yeah, there. Yeah,
1: you, you was but, assisting with that. But
0: yeah. But I think it's because we because we've got a similar amount of service mm-hmm. that they didn't put us together because they wanted us to go out with newer people. So Do you think that's why I think up. so. Yeah. So to have us two together was a bit of a waste. Mm. Well,
1: you must be. You've been knocking around for years as well. What's, I have. So your...
0: this year is my twentieth. Anniversary in the police, mm. so, yeah. So August this year, I would have joined twenty years ago. At those gates of Hendon, <laughs> and um, my journey has been always in frontline policing. I never joined the job to have any ambitions to go to CID. That wasn't for me. I'd like doing investigations, but to have all that stuff going on in your mind and all those complex cases wasn't something I wanted to be in- involved in. I like driving around fast. I like the adrenaline of not knowing what you're going to. The call comes in, reading the CAD, so the information that we have, uh, which we can talk about uh, uh, in another time, what CAD means. Um, but not knowing what you're going to read and having to read between the lines about one, one person saying one thing. And I love that adrenaline. Go into those calls Be-
1: because you're you're an advanced driver, aren't you?
0: Not a rev- no, not advanced response driver. Sorry,
1: yeah, response driver. So yeah. a response
0: driver. Um, it's yes, and to nothing beats getting in the car, driving around fast, getting to those people, and um, the mixed bag of responses when you get there. The have you called police, and they're pleased to see you, and then other people who haven't called police, and somebody else has called, and mm. then having you there just makes the situation a hell of a lot worse. Some colleagues go into a call now. There we go. Wonder what they're off to, on their way to. Um, but yeah, the um, that's where I find, my, that's where my happy place is on response team. But like you, I did um, a bit of coaching, so street duties, coach patrol, mm-hmm. um, and also went into um, our training school, Milo House, which is where the new recruits go. So for the past year, I've been doing them on their foundation training. So the new recruits are becoming a police officer.
1: Where's Marlow House?
0: In Kent. Kent, okay. Yeah so we've got a, a we've got two training facilities one at Hendon which everyone knows and then we have one out in Kent which they're there doing their basic training but that's all changing now and a new recruitment process is coming in which we can talk about in another series um
1: because a lot of people think that Hendon has just been raised and there's nothing there anymore that's that is, that is that's not true No it's still there mm-hmm.
0: Yes yeah, so yeah we still have a building there um it is very much a college, high school type building. It's not the old fashioned one that you've seen on the television still. That's long gone. That was destroyed for a movie, I think.
1: Okay. I think it was, yeah. So those rotten old tower Tower blocks blocks, that we lived in. All gone.
0: (laughs) All gone, yeah. Um and then I used to also teach officer safety training as well, which I really enjoyed. Which is Which is handcuffing, doing Mm -hmm. all the baton strikes, open handed techniques, self defence basically. So you wouldn't just necessarily use these techniques when you're on duty, you can use them outside to, to protect yourself and others. Someone once
1: told me what that system is based on. And I wish that I could remember this conversation because I think it was based on Israeli fighting technique. What we, did, we
0: went around the world, I think, taking people's different techniques as to mm-hmm. what, what was working and what wasn't and to put a package together. If anybody
1: knows, let us know because mm. um, that'd be interesting to know. Yeah, begins with K, I think. Yeah, could I,
0: we, we could probably find, we'll out. find that out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's me. So we've got quite a lot of experience. I still love policing. I still mm. go out there and do my bit. Mm. But I'm getting older now, so.
1: Well, twenty years. You know, you do get a medal.
0: I think I do get a medal. You, don't you don't do yeah. 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 I, I got. I think you would have got Queen's Jubilee.
1: Um, yes. Yes,
0: yeah, so I have got the Queen's Jubilee, and then I'll get my twenty years. Nice. You,
1: so you've been? How many commendations have you received over the years?
0: I have two. Two I commendations.
1: Think. Well, I know you at least have one because we got one together. We got yeah. One together. Um,
0: yeah, I think I got one. Uh, one other. One. Yeah.
1: And where do you put them? Because I, I don't know where to put mine.
0: <laughs>
1: I'm just saying I have more than more than a few. Mine
0: are <laughs> in my toilet. Oh. along with my attestation. So whenever someone goes to the toilet, they can, can sit They can sit and read. And it's always a conversation starter. Oh, you're a police officer, are you? Oh, yes. And they people like reading it, don't they? It interests people to read yeah, it. I don't think I'd like that
1: anything in my area. Yeah. Toilet.
0: So how many have you got then?
1: I think I've got around five. Oh. I think, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I nice. can only
1: remember two of them. One that you and I dealt with. Yep. Which was... I want to think from memory that he's a soldier. He wasn't in uniform at the time, but I think he was from the armed services.
0: I don't remember that. Yeah,
1: I do remember that because I remember looking in his pocket and I found his um, ID. I can't remember which of the services it was, but this was outside um, Charing Cross Police Charing Station. Charing Cross Police Station, yeah, on the pavement. On the pavement. Well, he was actually on the in the gutter between the yeah. parked cars and, and the walkway, the pavement. And I don't know how the call came out.
0: Well, no, I think we came, it was a colleague who came across him and asked for more units outside. Oh, right, and me okay. and you ran outside to help him.
1: Uh huh. And I could not find any sort of sign of life. No, I know. No breathing, no. no nothing. And he was, was he a young lad? I think he was. Yeah, he wasn't old. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, and um, we saved his life because Ooh. we uh, formed CPR. Someone yeah, ran in and got the defib that. and then we um, got commendation for it because we saved yeah. his life. Do
1: you remember that? Yeah, it's nice to sort of go back and sort of look at them, but mm. I don't think I'd want to put them in the toilet either, Claire.
0: Well, that might c- cure well, you. Cure your they're up on display in my toilet, or, or they're in a box in your house somewhere. Well, well I it. don't yeah, know. Yeah, well, but I'm you... glad you've actually made commendations because um, this morning we were at a commendation ceremony, weren't we? taking we were, some morning? pictures of people that are currently receiving their commendations, and we actually have got. Three specials who actually received commendations.
1: So these are commendations from our
0: commander. Our commander, yes. There's a couple of levels of commendations. So you have a local commendation where your good work is recognised locally by your commander, and then I believe you have a commissioner's commendation, don't you? Which is a higher, higher level, mm-hmm. um, which a lot of the officers got for the seven-seven bombings. But these are a local commendation ceremonies where the commander recognises that you've done some good work and we had three specials receive a um, commendation each for dealing with a suicide which isn't normally a thing that the specials get involved in it's normally the regulars because specials are volunteers and they're not normally responding to these sorts of calls but the specials decided to take this call on their way back to the police station and um, dealt with a Suicide, a gentleman was found um, in his house and they had very good support with the family and dealt with it in a very very professional manner. And the, mm. co- the commander wanted to say, well done, thank you. And thank them for their time, yeah. So that was a, an interesting one this morning.
1: From what I understand, and I was at these, um, the ceremony as well, that they played a really supportive role with this person's family. And that is tough because, you know, you and I have dealt with many of those over the years. And you never quite can guess what the response will be from families of course yeah and you have to do it of course you have to do it in such a a a delicate way even a diplomatic way and with a lot of sensitivity but sometimes the response from the people that you're dealing with the people that then you know that are there for the for the aftermath of what's happened you know that can be really challenging and from what I understand the the specials did um gold standard job yeah on did incredibly yeah. well
0: yeah because it's a lot of the it's normally a family member mm. that finds their their loved one in that situation so um there will be links in this podcast i believe how to receive help if you're suffering and you're listening to this podcast um you need to seek help at uh, every opportunity people are there to help you Um so please seek advice and um uh, the officers have also been given the opportunity to get help as well if they need it because it is a stressful mm-hmm. a stressful situation and we have a very good uh, hr here that can look after you and support services so that you don't have to just deal with it on your own and then leave because mm. because they're not because they are specials they tend to not do day after day after day so it could be two or three weeks before they come back again so therefore their support services are there for everyone that works for the um the met police Who else is on the list? We also had the commander that dealt with the shooting of the sergeant. uh, Matt Rattano. Matt Rattano, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, He took control of the whole situation and was on duty for that. Um, And that is a big thing because so many people were involved in that. Um, And I've never heard of anything like that in my career it's happened it's definitely one of a kind so he's received commendation as well for his good work and a supportive role that he did in pulling everything together making sure everyone's welfare was looked after for them not not only the family uh... involved the officers involved the people in custody as well that dealt with it all Mm. um, and brought everyone together making sure that the correct uh, procedures are followed so he's received one of those for them and also we had that um, lovely gentleman who had done 40 years, was it this year? 40 years. Tomorrow. Service. Well, it would have been tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, 40 years service.
1: I mean, when he when he was standing there having his picture taken, firstly I thought, wow, you're still standing. You know, I'm worn out now. And yet he <laughs> has done 40 yep. years service. 40 years. Started in 81. 81. And he was pulled out of training school at Hendon to deal with the uh, Brixton riots. I know, wow. You know, what an initiation, you know, baptism that must have been.
0: Exactly. We all thought when I when I was at Hendon, we had the 9-11 and we thought that we were going to have to be pulled out to go and do reassurance patrols, mm. but that, it never happened because obviously it didn't happen in this country and I think it might have done, had something else happened in this country, but yeah, it's very rare that to be pulled out of training school. He must have been near the end of his service, near the end mm. of training to be pulled out, but... Um, yeah, that was interesting to see him. Forty years. I am. Um, I'm not too sure if I will be here in twenty years. Having done forty Claire, years, I, I think Who there's going to be a knows? couple of things.
1: You're going to be here. Um, <laughs> still doing this. Cockroaches <laughs> and probably share will still be.
0: Oh, I hope Cher's still around. She's.
1: <laughs> I'm sure you're going to do more service than you probably got planned. But yeah. no, it was a nice ceremony, wasn't it?
0: It was a very nice ceremony. It was all
1: yeah. COVID, sort of secure which kind of sort of dimmed the event a little bit because normally you'd have sort of friends and families there. and Yeah, it's a shame. You know, sandwiches and all that sort of stuff. So we had to sort of dispense with all that. But um, I don't think it's going to be too long before we can start going back to the full shebang that we used to do.
0: Exactly. And I know the uh, commander is quite keen to recognise good work Soon after the event Otherwise When it's happened A you couple forget. of months ago You, 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 you forget yeah. yeah So therefore she's quite keen To do it And officers have got the choice To either come in And have a ceremony mm-hmm. Or just to come and see her In her office To have a well done It's entirely up to them
1: Well we've so, been referring to her As her and she But it's She does have a name She <laughs> is
0: And I think What we'll try and do actually We'll try and get her in For our first Proper podcast Uh huh yeah. We're
1: talking about um, Our borough commander Elizabeth Chapel who likes to be called Liz.
0: Yes, she's well known. There's a a line that she uses All the because time. um people that are in the police will know there is a rank structure within the police. Um starting at PC and working your way up through promotion and she is a chief superintendent so she is a commander and should be known anything above the rank of sergeant as mam. But whenever you call her mam, she says, <laughs> "Don't call me mam." Call me Liz. Just call me Liz. Just call me Liz. And that is one of her taglines that she has. Um, L-I-S. So, yeah, just... Uh, Not L-I-S-Z. Call, call me Liz. Just call me Liz. And we'll see when she comes on. We'll start calling her mom and see if she uses the line. Yeah, her call face me will Liz. redden and she'll kick <laughs> us into the table. Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, hopefully we'll get her in for the next mm. podcast. But um, what is that in front of you down there? I can see something.
1: It is my list. And the reason I, I have a list is... Because things pop into my head yeah. over the course of a week. Some useful, most of them not. And I thought to myself, well, if I keep a list of a few things, at least we've got something to sort of anchor ourselves. That is a really good idea. So in no particular order, I'm just going to pick one now. Queen's Gambit. Yes. Have you seen it?
0: Yes, I have. Oh. All.
1: Have you seen all of it? yes okay. so should we
0: warn if we're going to well, talk yeah, about we it should spoiler, we... yeah, spoiler alert yeah, yeah so for those of you that haven't seen the queen's gambit which is on netflix, netflix. we yeah. will be um talking about it so i'd like you to continue listening but um if you don't want to know what happens then don't talk about it but you mentioned this i think a week ago about the fact you'd seen it and i just thought oh, i'll give it a go I'm not really into chess, Mm -hmm. but you said you don't really need to be. Mm -hmm. Oh my God! You don't have to be at all. It is absolutely, sensationally written and acted, and Mm -hmm. I think it's a storyline and everything is really
1: good. Well, I've recommended a few things to you and Mm -hmm. over the years, and you've always sort of liked them. Yes. So I'm kind of sort of getting to know what you like. But I thought, oh, I don't want to watch it. I don't want to invest seven hours when I could be watching something, I really know that I would like. Yeah, I don't know chess. I can't... I don't know nothing about it. I still don't, even after watching <laughs> seven episodes, um, certainly can't play it. But my word, wasn't it good?
0: Yeah. Did you say... Uh, is, it, but is it a true story?
1: No, no. It was. Um, I thought it was initially. And then I thought, no, no, no. This is... I would have known about this somehow. Mm-hmm. It would have come out at some point. Um, so I looked up the author... And it's based on a book was written some time ago. And it's oh, a one-off okay. book. So unless they're going to take some real artistic license, don't expect series two. Ah, oh,
0: okay. But so I don't think it's it needs based on a book, two. but not a true story.
1: Not a true story. Not remotely. Well, saying that, the all the chess games that you see, mm-hmm. they are all... Um, well,
0: they're all real, all real moves from real, moves from real people. Yeah.
1: Real strategies that have been used by chess players. Yeah. I think they got one of the... I think it used to be an old chess player from the, what was the Soviet Union mm-hmm. Kasparov someone like that yeah, maybe they got him as a consultant wow to check and all the chess community have said that it was pretty much perfect
0: well i, I did like it and i get where the name initially came from
1: mm-hmm. oh, Queens gambit yeah. yeah
0: when she was learning but i don't think that that move or that strategy had such a big impact on that whole On that whole thing, did it?
1: It was mentioned.
0: A few times. Yeah, but but not... The the ending had nothing to do with the actual move and I thought that was what it was going to be to do with it. But it wasn't.
1: I've got a theory about the ending. Go ahead. So you think Mm -hmm. that she went back to America?
0: Well, I think the ending leaves it very open. Mm -hmm. So you know when you watch something and you leave it on a cliffhanger, so therefore Mm -hmm. you know there's going to be another series. I think in this case it was left so that there either can be and I'll be happy if there is but if there isn't one I'll still be happy that it ended on the note it ended but I think she stayed where she stayed for a short while and then by short I mean a few hours in in the
1: Soviet Union yeah and mm.
0: the, then I think she went back to America to live her life I don't know who with though who would she have left, lived it with she may have I don't know left on her own with some Was cats maybe Chloe
1: Cleo Cleo her Cleo. former friend
0: Oh, the young black girl? Yeah. Um. I can't remember her name, but she was a very good actress. Very good actress. Very good, yeah.
1: You're going to see quite a lot of her, I should imagine. Yeah, and very I think good. she
0: she came back just at the right time as well. I think they brought her in.
1: It was a shock when she turned up on the doorstep.
0: Yeah, I didn't know who it was, especially with the scene with the car arriving, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the car door opened, the boots uh-huh. come out, and I uh-huh. love that. They all, they all build up to who it is. Yeah, very classy. And there she was, and I was pleased because she played, uh, I think she played quite a crucial role to getting her to the... To the Last episode. Well, she said she loaned her
1: the money, didn't she, yeah. she did to, to get her flights. Yeah. See, I think she stayed permanently in Russia. I think she defected. I don't know. I think she defected. I
0: don't think she did. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll soon Anyone see. Anyone listening? See, Got any theories? Let us know. Netflix, please do another series so we can prove Dan wrong and that she <laughs> went back to America and lived her life there.
1: So you get the chance to see these things because you watch things on trains. I can't do that. I need to be sat at home. On my sofa, lights dimmed, all that sort of stuff. Whereas you can do it on the busy platform on St Pancras or something.
0: Well, I prefer to do it sitting on the train rather than standing and watching it. But if I'm engrossed in something, I want to continue watching it. And I can... People will say that it's wrong to not know what's going on around you. Other people want to just Mm -hmm. be fully aware. But I like just to be able to sit on the train, watch what I need to watch... Realise I've then missed my station. Of course. <laughs> Get off the next station and come back again. But yeah, I definitely um, like to know how many series, or episodes within a series, or how many series there are. Series. Series. I said it right.
1: You said it right. I said it right. It's not serieses.
0: Serieses. 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 It's like text. You
1: said on the phone call earlier when you was moaning to someone at Vodafone, you said text is. Te-
0: no, it's As text. In, you said text us. You sent me some text
1: text you said yeah. as in multiple
0: well you know me you, you know, know what you, you just, know what you i just mean make things just up, Claire, don't you? why just not people exact... people on the on Taui make words up i'm gonna start making my own words up and making it a language
1: well you're fluent in it practically thank you speaking of languages go on i'm thinking about when all this COVID stuff is over about doing some language classes what do you think
0: you won't be learning a normal Common language, Normal. okay. Um, I reckon you will do something obscure, mm, yeah. So I would probably say Icelandic. Is that, Icelandic. A, is that, is that a language, <laughs> yes? Yeah, I reckon something like that,
1: uh-huh.
0: or or Swedish.
1: You're in the right part of the world.
0: What are the what are the, what does <laughs> she,
1: she's stumbling now? She's stumbling. what do what
0: are, people in Finland speak,
1: Claire? You know this.
0: I don't know. It's Tell what me what, what
1: do you think they think? Speak.
0: What do you think? What do I think they think? <laughs> I don't know what they. I don't know what they think. I don't know. If.
1: Have a guess. Take a guess. No idea. You think about it. If we're from England, they speak English. <laughs> if they're from Finland, they speak Finnish.
0: <laughs> I don't know.
1: Fiendish F- Finnish. F- Finnish. As in finish
0: line, but it's spelled finish. differently. Oh, you just,
1: is you it... just, your knowledge, your, your policing knowledge is wide and vast. Yep. Yet some things you just really uh, stumble okay, with. Okay,
0: let me stop you there. I didn't take geography at school. Uh I took history instead and then (laughs) dipped out of history because history was too hard. Um, So I missed everything Uh, about it. And I am absolutely rubbish when it comes to geography. I have a rough idea of our own country, i.e. the UK. Uh Um, Or
1: Las Vegas, so you can do your gambling bit.
0: I know exactly where Las Vegas is, (laughs) darling. I can tell you. I can go straight to it on a map. Um, As I love Vegas. But anywhere else... I know where France is it's below us and I know the boot of Italy's down there and somewhere down I know over course. there near Greenland is Iceland and places like that and uh-huh. Germany's over there somewhere and then China's over there further and then just America's over that more, way yeah. there and Australia <laughs> and China are just far away from here. I, I I I am a little bit disappointed in myself for not knowing, knowing yeah that
1: the Finnish people speak Finnish. Finnish. Mm. Yeah. Well You still haven't guessed it. I'll tell you. Norwegian.
0: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Have you been there?
1: That's the only Nordic or Scandinavian country that I haven't been to. I've been to Finland, Mm -hmm. to Helsinki. Lovely, really clean. I've been to Sweden for an afternoon Mm -hmm. because I got the train on the bridge from Copenhagen to Malmö, I think they pronounce it.
0: So was it an overnight stopover thing, was it? 20 or? minutes. Oh, so you got the train across there? So, yeah, just for the yeah, afternoon and back across. again? Yeah. Oh, I see. Right, I'm with you. Yeah. So, yeah, it, wasn't a th- it wasn't a through journey or anything? No, no,
1: no. I, I, we was in um, Copenhagen and then we realised by looking at a map that we were so close to Sweden. And then somebody said, well, you can just get the train. So we got the train. And then we panicked oh, midway because we thought, "Oh, we haven't got our passports but they don't—they don't have passports over there for that sort of thing. If you're sort of Scandinavian, they just wave you in. They, yeah, you know, it's just. So you don't even have to family. show your passport or, no. your,
0: or your ID cards. No, not at all. Wow.
1: No, it's very, um, very Scandinavian. But, wow. Yeah, we was in Malmo uh, for a couple of hours, and of course, luck would have it, there was some sort of protest while we was over of there. Course. Some street protest. <laughs> of course, there was. Like a busman's holiday. <laughs> um, and i've been to um most of those sort of countries mm. but norway no
0: okay cuz you've got a little bit of a thing when you go on holiday haven't you
1: well i can't sit on a beach and yeah. just
0: well you don't you can't stand warm weather no you would rather be cold than hot uh, yeah i'm
1: always happier like even today when we went into our commander's office. Oh, that was... And it was like a snake so house. That was those, far too hot. I don't know how they sit there like that. That was far too hot.
0: No, I'm talking about when you go on holiday to places that have been in films, you'd like to do something, don't oh, you?
1: Yeah. Well, if I see something on television, I make a note of it, thinking I'd like to go there to mm-hmm. it for myself. Yeah. Or if I read about something in a book, again, I will make a note and say, well, okay, I'll put that on my list. So when I watched years ago Schindler's List, um, I thought well i wonder if those places still exist Uh obviously because during the war lots was you know people you know whole places were sort of demolished and razed to the ground but i did a bit of research and found myself in krakow a couple of years later and that part where they filled a lot of filmed a lot of schindler's list is completely intact. Is it really completely intact? It wow. was like walking onto a film set. Wow. Walking around all these sort of little sort of Jewish um, side streets and stuff like that with.
0: all you ever how they literally how they've just been left? Or people still living there?
1: Hmm. I don't think anyone was living there. Okay. I don't. Th- I think people wow. move into the, like the commercial sort of areas. Wow. Okay. Um. But yeah, it was like walking onto a film set. Wow.
0: But it's all about that, films. is You sometimes reenact films, don't you? Like what? Like The Sound of Music on the steps. Oh, yeah, I've reenacted that, yeah. we <laughs> my best friend, Which is quite in, a good thing to do, isn't it?
1: In Salzburg, yeah.
0: I'm sure you're not the only one. I'm sure someone listening has also no, done we, the same we thing. we
1: really reenacted it. <laughs> we did everything. The curtains for clothes, um, running around the, the pond. and Brilliant. We did all that. Good fun, good fun. Yeah. Have, have we waffled enough, Claire?
0: I think we have about What's, you.
1: What does the waffle meter say? Are we running out of time or twelve minutes
0: ish? Twelve minutes ish.
1: Okay. Like I said, this is going to be uh, just a and a hello and get used to us and what I've got to say. Future episodes won't be like that. We'll we'll actually have some interesting guests on. Yeah. Um, you're you're looking after that list for guests, aren't you?
0: I am sorting out the guest list. Yes, <laughs> I am. Hoping that I have some interesting guests for you based on your suggestions. Um, if not, I will have a look what's happening in the areas and just see if we can find somebody that might want to talk about something or specialises in a certain area that we can have them on to give crime prevention or advice about things. You've got one yeah.
1: in the pipeline, haven't you?
0: Yes. Our next one should be, our first one will be with Liz Chappell, um and some other... Police officers and inspector. And then also the second part of it is gonna be on Catholic converters. That is a big Did you say Catholic? Catholic. I think it's a Catholic. <laughs> Catholic converters <laughs> that um that people are stealing and it's sort of very rife at the moment with those crimes. Mm-hmm. So we have a an operation currently happening. So I'm going to get the officers to come in and to discuss the operation, what we as a southwest BCU are doing about trying to catch these offenders and how to prevent these sort of things happening to your cars, which will be incredibly useful to people.
1: Well I better turn up for that because I don't have a clue what a you don't. catalytic converter is. Exactly. But something to do with exhaust, I'm guessing. It is something to do with exhaust. It really? yeah.
0: Yes, well done. Is it really? It is well done. Yes, Ooh. yes. Um, so I think um, I think we should use the list in future. I think what we should do is through the. Are we talking about a
1: guest list or are you talking about the list list?
0: I think we should have what I think we should have the official the list. The list. So you can write things down on your list. Mm-hmm. I can write a few things down on my list. Mm-hmm. And then what we'll do is we'll go through the episode and cross stuff off our list as we talk about it.
1: So we chew the cud on these.
0: Yeah. I like that. A bit of structure. Yeah. And if we don't uh, talk about things, then we can maybe take it on to the next one if it's Mm -hmm. relevant. Or we can just decide not to talk about it at all. But I think, yeah, let's have the list. Okay. Yes. I think we've covered everything we need to. We've spoken a little bit about ourselves. We've explained what will be happening in the future for future podcasts Mm -hmm. and how to get in contact with us.
1: Okay. I've enjoyed myself.
0: So have I. (laughs) It has been very nice talking to you, Dan. Very nice. And hopefully people have enjoyed listening to a little bit about us.
1: Okay. um, So it's Claire and CJ signing up. Claire and CJ? Claire and CJ. Did I say that?
0: You did say Claire and C. so let's just clarify this now, shall we? This is a very All good right, point yeah, to clarify yeah, this.
1: Good, good point, actually. Yeah. Okay, so what oh. Dan
0: meant to say was <laughs> CJ and Dan signing out was what was supposed to happen, um, but he said Claire and CJ. Now my actual name is Claire, but uh-huh. nobody apart from Dan calls me Claire. Everyone calls me CJ, and that's what I'm known as. But you still can't really call me CJ. <laughs> you still call me Claire, which I still answer to because it's you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, this is the podcast on the Southwest BCU by Dan and CJ. Until next time. Goodbye. Bye.